In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism. Discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Right. Hey fam. It is Phoenix Kalita doing a little swap cast. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, so this is sex worker news and updates. And hopefully next week I'm gonna be scheduling interviews um, with folks from Swap so that they can talk about what they do, who they are, what Swap is doing, so on and so forth. I was hoping to do that this week, but I forgot about um, a June 2nd event, and then school's out, um, so it's just, this week was a little bit more chaotic than I anticipated, so I'm behind on everything, including my emails, so if you, uh, you know, are waiting for an email response, I'll be doing that this weekend, hey, welcome to, uh, trying to catch up, so, I actually have, uh, three stories to go over, um, and, yeah, one of them is actually on Jezebel, which, I know, I don't really like using Jezebel as a source like that, but this is actually relatively responsible reporting. So, um, yeah, let's do that. And you know something that I hate? Because, you know, we record on um, Audacity. is like if you have multiple tabs open, one of the old tabs just randomly pops up so it looks like I'm not recording. And then I'm like, oh, no, what the fuck happened? Did it stop? Did it freeze? And no, it's still recording. Ugh, audacity, audacity, audacity. All right. Um, so, the title of this article is Instagram's solicitation policies are exposing porn performers to harassment and financial exploitation. In late March, porn performer and sex worker activist Bella Bathory discovered her Instagram account had vanished. A person going by the name Omid uh, added her on Twitter and said, your IG account was deleted due to your porn activities. And they included the hashtags, hashtag no porn, hashtag say no to porn. Bathory tried logging into her account, which after six work, six years of work, had nearly 17,000 followers. But the account didn't exist. It was gone. Bathory was familiar with Omid's name because he had become, an in, he had become infamous among porn performers. Over the last several months, he had sent ripples of anxiety throughout the adult industry, having claimed responsibility for shutting down hundreds of Instagram accounts by reporting performers for violating the company's community guidelines. As Jezebel previously wrote, attention, uh, attention from Omid, who says he's driven by a moralistic anti-porn agenda, has become an alarm bell, a warning that an Instagram account is about to or has already vanished, taking with it an essential audience-building tool that helps make performers' livelihoods possible. In hopes of reestating her account, Bathory counted Instagram's, uh, contacted Instagram's help center. Three weeks later, having watched her income plummet as a result of the shutdown, Bathory still hadn't heard anything. 
Then a fellow performer told her about a small-scale social media management company that alleged to have the ability to restore shuttered Instagram accounts. By that point, Bathory had lost hope of ever getting her account back and was freshly outraged at the thought of a company profiting off sex workers' vulnerability takedowns. In the interest of exposing the potential corruption, she agreed to pay the agency $450 that she was quoted and asked them to bring her account back. Within hours of the agency telling her her, was, her account was about to be restored, it was. But then when Bathory declined to follow through with the payment, the agency threatened to take her account back down, and within a couple days, the account had disappeared again. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to this article. I'm not going to get into all of it because it's a relatively long article. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to go over some of the main things here. Porn performers have long been harassed on the web, but recently this targeting has spiraled into an industry crisis. In May, the Adult Performer Actors Guild sent uh, a letter to Facebook, Instagram's parent company, alleging that nearly 200 performers have had their accounts terminated without explanation over the course of several months. The accounts didn't bear any particular, particularly scandalous content. In many instances, there was no nudity shown, and the shuttered accounts appeared to be individuals' accounts that were terminated merely because of their status as an adult performer. The takedowns are especially destructive within the context of a rapidly changing adult industry. As tube sites filled with troves of pirated content have ravaged business, many adult performers rely heavily, heavily on their Instagram accounts to attract new fans to paid social media services like OnlyFans. The loss of a highly followed Instagram account can result in the lost income of hundreds, even thousands of dollars a month. But where, there's, this is, but where there is desperation, the unscrupulous see opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year at the uh, Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas, Instagram shutdowns were a topic of conversation, and individuals were offering to restore account for fees as high as $2,500. At the time, performer Adriana Chechik told Jezebel that after her account was shut down, multiple men claiming to know someone who knows someone who works at Instagram reached out to her on Twitter. I've heard from a handful of performers and industry insiders with similar experiences. Uh, previously, Instagram told me users should be wary of such claims as the company itself would never ask for money to restore accounts. No, obviously, but the employees fucking can, like on some like sh uh, shady-ass grifter shit. Um, on a few occasions, I've spoken with performers who say they know someone who was allegedly paid for account restoration, but those people have yet to be willing to speak with reporters. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, in the weeks after the shutdown, Bathory estimates her income dropped by 40%. Her account had routinely drawn fans who would seek her out on four paid platforms, but that traffic suddenly declined. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot more. I just wanted to point out that, you know, if this is actually happening, that's seriously fucked up. And, of course, is just further evidence of the war on sex workers. And, of course, not only the war on sex workers, but also just this idea that it's like, this fucking moralistic pearl-clutching bullshit, right? Like, it's wrong to be a sex worker because you're selling your body or whatever, or you're, you know, living unethically or immorally, but somehow it's okay for third parties to, like, extort sex workers to get their accounts put back up so that they can make their money. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, you know, according to Jezebel, they have screenshots of this whole interaction with this, like, third-party company of them, um, you know, saying that, if you send us this $450 to Bathory that will restore your account and then saying um, you need to pay us and if you don't pay us, we're going to take it down. And then like after a couple days, they're like, don't even message us anymore. Your shit's getting taken down and we don't care. But, you know, 
sex work is unethical though. Woo, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and then of course, you know, there's like just quotes in here. Someone else paid $750 to have their website put back up or, uh, or their account put back up on Instagram. Uh, it's, yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then of course, um, men, because it's always men, always fucking men, are just in random sex workers' inboxes now saying, you know, if you pay me a fee, I'll protect you from having your account shut down. If your account is shut down, I'll restore it for you. And it's just, because then I got to wonder too, like if that's also its own grift, right? So then if they're restoring your account, you probably have to give them your like login information. So then are they just like stealing, if you have like nudes or whatever, are they just like stealing your nudes and putting them on another website where they're making money? Hmm. But sex work is bad, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, I have that. What else do I have here? I have one article, but I'm going to save that one for last because it's, like, fucking ridiculous. Um, this is actually quite serious. So, of course, trigger warning for violence and abuse and murder of sex workers. Um, if you listen to the regular podcast, the Black Podcast with Wine Cellar Media, we covered how a bunch of sex workers in Detroit were dying and... There was some speculation then if maybe this was like a serial killer type situation. Um, of course, at the time, police were like, you know, not saying that. They were just like, these are a series of unrelated murders of um, predominantly black sex workers. Now, mm-hmm, they have changed their tune a little bit. Detroit, uh, Detroit Police Chief James Craig says more officers are looking for a suspected serial killer to be responsible for the slayings of three women on the city's east side. So a serial killer who targets sex workers, I hate the word prostitutes, may be loose on the city's east side, uh, police officials said Wednesday. Uh, since March, three female homicide victims, all of them sex workers, whose bodies were found in various stages of decomposition, have been discovered inside vacant houses on Detroit's east side. Craig added that there are other connections between the cases, but didn't want to uh, release details yet. Craig said, quote, We believe this is a serial murderer and rapist, and we want to alert all sex workers, particularly those who work inside vacant houses, to beware. The most recent victim was discovered Wednesday morning in a vacant house in the 3000 block of Mac. Other victims were found May 29th and March 19th. One was white, one was black, and their ages were 52 and 53. Uh, investigators were unable to determine the age and race of the victim discovered Wednesday because her body, body was badly decomposed. All right. Um, I, I think that's probably... I, I'm not used to them saying they're un, uh, unable to identify the race of the victim, but okay. Um, the killer appears to be targeting a certain type of victim, sex workers in their 50s who work inside vacant houses. We have no suspect description or witnesses, but we believe some women may have had contact with the suspect and were asking for help. Now, see, and that's that shit. Like, again, why we need decrim, because if any sex workers did live through, um, you know, a murder attempt from this person, they would have to admit they were committing a crime and they still technically could be prosecuted. Okay. Police Commissioner Willie Burton, who represents District 5 on the city's east side, said the killings exacerbate existing problems in that part of town. That area of Mac where this woman's body was discovered has a lot of crime already. This is just the latest tragedy to hit us on the east side. Burton said there is an effort underway to organize groups to go into abandoned buildings to see if there are more victims. Oof. Oof. 
Um, through the years, several serial killers have targeted sex workers in and around Detroit. In 2000, former U.S. Navy sailor John Armstrong strangled five sex workers in Detroit. He claimed he'd also killed women in ports across the world. Uh, he later pl pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and received two life sentences. Benjamin Atkins, known as the Woodward Corridor Killer, raped and strangled 11 women in Detroit and Highland Park uh, during a nine-month stretch between 1991 and 1992. Uh, he was sentenced to 11 life terms. Uh, Donald Murphy confessed to killing six sex workers in Detroit in 1980. Uh, his confession was complicated by the fact that former high school basketball coach David Payton earlier confessed to some of the same killings. Okay. Murphy was convicted of two of the murders and sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1975, a man known as Bigfoot raped and killed seven sex workers in Cass Corridor. The killings remain unsolved. Uh, Alex Andrews, a board member of the Sex Worker Outreach Project, uh, Sex Workers Outreach Project. You think I should be able to say the name of the organization that I fucking sit on? Um, a California-based organization with chapters throughout the country said sex workers are vulnerable for several reasons. Uh, this is a quote from Alex. Serial killers prey on sex workers because they are often part of marginalized populations. They often don't report violence against them, and the reason is twofold. One, police don't believe them, and secondly, it's unlikely that any crime will be investigated because police consider sex workers to be disposable. Craig insists he's taking the, the killing seriously no matter what the victims did for a living. These are somebody's daughters. Because your whole value as a woman is how you are related to a man. So I guess, you know, I don't... No fucking back page, no fucking, no fucking Instagram. Sesta Fosta fucking up the game. Lots of sex workers doing, going back to street work. All I can say is try to be as safe as possible and try to get them local networks up. That's really all I can fucking say. Just try to fucking be safe, please. Especially if you're in Detroit right now. All right. So moving on to our last story. I know this was not the most like, uplifting episode that I've ever done. Um, this is on citylimits.org. Um, this is an article, an opinion piece, a very shitty opinion piece, written by Rebecca Zipkin and Alexi Ash Myers, who apparently is Seth Meyers' wife, so he's just, like, gassing her up with this bullshit. So they have an opinion about something they know nothing about, and we're going to break down this fucking article because this is like some higher level fucking bullshit with this article. Okay. So, uh, opinion. Legalizing prostitution in New York State would ignore its true costs. Okay, nigga, calm the fuck down. So here we go. Um, over the past few months, several strong voices have emerged in favor of full decriminalization of the sex trade in New York State. This comes on the heels of similar movements in other jurisdictions, including Washington, D.C. The average citizen ha likely has no idea what it means to decriminalize the entire sex trade. So let us translate. I like how I say average, like, niggas is too stupid to, like, Google shit. Like, the average person may not know, but they're perfectly capable of learning, should they so choose. But they're like, no, you don't know, and we're better than you, so let us tell you. Let us translate. It means allowing pimping, brothel owning, and buying of sexual services to become big business in New York City at the expense of some of the most marginalized members of our community. Nigga, who the fuck is our community? Who the fuck is our community? Are, are these people down with, like, trans sex workers? Are they down with black sex workers? Are they down with street-based sex workers? Are they down with homeless sex workers? 
Who the fuck is our community? Man. And then also, allowing pimping. No, pimping is illegal. Under decrim, pimping remains illegal. Pimping is illegal. Human trafficking is still fucking illegal. So that's either, I don't know. That's either um, a blatant lie or they really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I could go either way with it. But let's keep reading this bullshit. As advocates for survivors of sexual violence and exploitation, we have watched with int intense interest as cases of sexual harassment and assault in Hollywood, professional sports, popular music, and other industries have unfolded daily in the headlines. Uh, okay. And while those exploited through prostitution have been excluded from the hashtag MeToo movement, they now face legislation and politicians who could make things far worse. Um, decrim would not make things far worse, but you're lying. Like the women preyed upon in Hollywood and elsewhere. Like the women preyed upon in Hollywood? What? The vast majority of people in prostitution are in vulnerable positions and exploited by men with power. Hold the fuck up. Like women preyed on in Hollywood. So you're telling me that all these women Harvey Weinstein fucking was abusing and shit, who had careers who are fucking predominantly white, cis, hetero women, who are predominantly fucking millionaires, and had fucking Hollywood careers and have a certain level of fame are what? Just like homeless sex workers? What the fuck y'all doing? Okay. Okay. Um, and then they give their examples. A homeless girl coerced from the sex trade for food or housing. A transgender woman purchased repeatedly by a violent man. Because you as a person are being purchased. Not a service. Just you. Mm-hmm. Or a woman under pimp control with quotas and beatings if she doesn't reach them. Most sex workers don't have pimps. I'm just going to put that out there right now. And I would also point out again that actually under decrim, you can leave a pimp because you're allowed to say, hey, I'm a sex worker and I don't like the way that this person is treating me. And then they can be arrested for pimping because you're not doing anything illegal. But that's stupid, actually. We should keep sex workers criminalized. It's good for them. Uh, these individuals all have one thing in common, vulner vulnerability and lack of choices. They're really saying vulnerability and lack of choices about homeless trans sex workers and women who were sexually harassed in fucking Hollywood. Really? Really? This is wild. Okay, I had to pause for a minute because I wanted to Google this. I'm just looking up um, people who have uh, said that Harvey Weinstein harassed or assaulted them, right? Because that was really like what made me too pop. So I'm just going to read some of these names and I want you to tell me that these women are just as vulnerable and marginalized as homeless sex workers. Okay. Rosanna Arquette, Aja Argento, Kate Beckinsale. What? Kate Blanchett. Really? I, uh, Carla Delvine. I'm not, I don't know how to say her last name. She was, um, she played the Enchantress in that, uh, Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Paz de la Huerta. Really? Okay. Um, Angie Everhart, Claire Forlani, okay, like, I just, Heather Graham, Daryl Hannah, Selma Hayek, Lena Hetty, Anne Heche, Angelina Jolie, Ashley Judd, because you know if there's anybody who was oppressed as a homeless trans sex worker who is trading sex for housing, it is definitely fucking Angelina Jolie and Ashley Judd, absolutely, Mira Kir Mia Kirshner, Juliana Margulies, Rose McGowan, really? Connie Nielsen, 
Lupita Nyong'o, Gwyneth Paltrow, Sarah Polly, Monica Potter, <laughs> okay, Mira Sorvino, Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman, because what the fuck was their wording in this bullshit ass article? Keep in mind, Uma Thurman, uh, what, who else did I say? Kate Beckinsale, fucking, um, Connie Nielsen, Rose McGowan, Ju Juliana Margulies, Angelina Jolie, Ashley Judd, because if you, someone was to say, uh, vulnerability and lack of choices related to sex work, you would be like, Angelina Jolie can relate, right? <laughs> like, what the fuck? All right. In both case, let me get back to this bullshit. In both cases of prostitution and sexual harassment, power and control are exercised by those with choices over those without. A Hollywood executive who coerces a woman to have sex is no different than a privileged businessman buying sex. Except that one of them paid to have sex and someone said, yes, I will accept these terms of consent and then had sex. That's kind of not the same thing. Uh, whether paid or not, sexual harassment and exploitation in the workplace or in a brothel caused the same damage. They are really reaching with this article. All right. Um, whether it's Harvey Weinstein sexually assaulting actresses wanting Hollywood careers, R. Kelly raping teenage girls hoping for record deals, or Robert Kraft per purchasing sex from trafficked women, acts of sexual exploitation dehumanize and objectify the victims. Um, I would just like to point out, in the Robert Kraft case, there was absolutely no human trafficking found, and everybody who has been charged with a crime has been charged with either uh, living off the proceeds of prostitution, that was the brothel owner or the massage parlor owner, or purchasing um, sexual services. Nobody, nobody has been identified as a trafficking victim. So that's a blatant fucking lie. Okay. Cringeworthy media reports often speculate about the consent or complicity of survivors. If consent is coerced, it is never consent. Okay. When a power imbalance exists, the notion of choice becomes obtuse. So does that also mean that um, women who are married to cis hetero men, like especially uh, homemakers, and the man is doing the breadwinner, that traditional like husband-wife shit, does that mean that they're not allowed to consent because he has more power both as a man in society as well as being the uh, primary breadwinner? I would just like to know, especially considering that at least one of these women is married. I would like to know if wives can consent if this is the logic. Similarly, when the ubiquitous face sex work is used to describe a system of abuse, we must remember that money cannot buy consent. No, literally, that's why everybody goes to work, because money buys consent, because we need money to survive. So unless your argument is that we need to move to a, uh, you know, suddenly a far left society where everyone has money and is taken care of, like, you know, everyone has UBI or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, prostitution is referred to as the oldest profession in a victimless crime. It is neither. Ugh. Prostitution is highly traumatizing and often life-threatening. Yeah, because it's fucking criminalized and sex workers can't report when bad things happen to them because of people like this. A staggering percentage of survivors, gra survivors grapple with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and disassociation, having had to detach from their bodies just to stay alive. Like the teenager, uh, what? Like the teenager, this sentence is a weird run-on sentence. Hold on, let's start this over. A staggering percentage of survivors grapple with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and disassociation, 
having had to detach from their bodies just to stay alive, like the teenager traumatized when her pimp burned a mouse alive as a warning if she tried to leave, or sex trafficked women who consenting to their exploitation out of fear for their lives, the undocumented immigrants working in massage parlors thrown on the streets when they refuse buyers, and women who try to exit the sex trade fall victim to further exploitation because they have no marketable skills, education, or sense of self-worth. That was all one sentence. That was a whole fucking paragraph and it was one sentence. But let's break this bullshit down. You know what? A lot of sex workers do have um, anxiety, depression, and whatnot because, again, they're not allowed to report when bad things happen to them and that's exactly what this person is advocating for by being opposed to decrim, hmm. which is the only model in which sex workers are not penalized in any way for coming forward and saying they're sex workers. Um, also, this whole... They have no sense of self-worth. Man, fuck you. Fuck you, white lady. You with your fucking rich ass. You're a fucking lawyer. Your husband is a fucking TV star. And you over here talking about these poor women don't have a sense of self-worth. Plenty of sex workers have a sense of self-worth. You just choose to ignore that that exists because you can't wrap your fucking head around it. So fuck you. Uh, sex buyers don't care whether the women or children they purchase are trafficked or abused or underage. That's actually pretty inaccurate. Um, a lot of them avoid trafficked people because they don't want those charges. Um, they want sexual gratification and the power to exert control. Ah, so basically sex is paid rape. Right. Fortunately, society is starting to turn on men who exploit their positions of power, yet inexplicably some policy makers now want to legalize such a system of exploitation. Decriminalizing and legalizing are not the same thing. I don't know why y'all insist on conflating these things. Decriminalizing the sex industry would declare that the women and girls, the LGBTQ community, people living in poverty, and people of color are com commodities to be bought and sold. Bitch, let me tell you about fucking capitalism. Let me fucking tell you about capitalism. Shit. It's beyond comprehension why anyone who would want to, why anyone would want to decriminalize an industry of abuse and violence which profits from the commodification of human beings. So again, let me tell you about capitalism. So we about to abolish every fucking industry on the planet then? Name me one industry, one fucking industry that does not treat workers like commodities and doesn't uh, fucking um, ab abuse workers. Give me one fucking industry where that doesn't happen. Like any industry. I will wait. Oh, and here we go. Here the fuck we go. We need a legislative model shown to reduce the commercial sex market, increase safety, provide services for survivors, and hold men accountable for crimes they commit. Such a legal framework, initiated by Sweden in 1999, is now in place in Ireland, Norway, Northern Ireland, Canada, France, and Israel. It solely decriminalizes the individuals who are bought and sold because you're a thing. I love how they're like, clients commodify and dehumanize you, and meanwhile they talk about sex workers as like, you're a thing that he bought. You're a thing that belongs to that man. But it's the clients who are being dehumanizing. Uh, while targeting sex buyers. Survivors are provided with exit strategies and services. No, they're not. Housing, no, they're not. And medical treatment, no, the fuck they're not. <laughs> and I like how she went on the whole thing about, but immigrants, we have to worry about immigrants and trans people. And they totally like neglected to mention the fact that under the Nordic model, immigrants are just deported if they've engaged in sex work. Hmm. Let's see prostitution for what it is, gender-based violence. It's time to listen to survivors and demand an end to sexual violence. The answer is not making it legal to pimp or buy sex. Decriminalize. The answer is ensuring we respect the full equality and dignity of every human. Okay. Oh, shit. And they were former prosecutors in, the Brooklyn, uh, in Brooklyn prosecuting cases of sex trafficking and sex crimes. 
Okay, that explains a lot. Prosecutors love hurting people. I get it now. I fucking get it now. So yeah, I just had to cover this bullshit and like break down all of the fucking nonsense contained within. So basically they hate women, they hate trans people, they hate black people, and they hate immigrants because the Nordic model hurts all those people. You know, like peep how they didn't mention how Sweden said it's okay to legally um, use racial discrimination tactics. If you think someone of another race is a sex worker, you can deny them entry into your business. Like they left that part smooth the fuck out. They left out how police basically said that they will deport anybody who's an immigrant and a sex worker. They left out how they make sex workers homeless and go to places where sex workers live and tell the landlords, if you don't evict them, we're going to charge you with um, like pimping, like living off the proceeds of prostitution if you don't evict them and then make sex workers homeless and vulnerable. See, they didn't mention all that shit, did they? No, no, the fuck they ain't. Because they don't actually care. Because that's the thing about end demand, right? And I keep saying it. I know people like... I know I say things a lot and people really think like I'm just being like hyperbolic or I'm trying to, you know, be like clickbaity or like, you know, put out the headlines or whatever, but I'm not. I'm being dead serious and I hate like soft language around shit, you know, where they're like, well, they're just trying to help women, but maybe they're misguided. No, they're not. Because the goal of end demand is to end demand. It doesn't matter how you end demand as long as demand is ended. That could be all sex workers are murdered. It could be all sex workers uh, leave the industry. It doesn't matter either way, whether sex workers die or whether sex workers just leave the industry, you've ended demand and that is the goal. So people, you know, think I'm being like hyperbolic when I say they don't care, you know, what happens to sex workers as long as sex workers stop existing, whether that's sex workers being killed by serial killers or committing suicide um, or, you know, overdosing out of hopelessness or whether that's, you know, going to jail, going to prison, whether that's, you know, fucking, um, you know, getting out of the industry altogether, it doesn't matter because any of those situations you've ended demand and that's sufficient for them, you know, but I know people say like, oh, you're being so hyperbolic and so dramatic, but it's absolutely true. End demand means end demand. It doesn't mean help sex workers. It doesn't mean help women. It doesn't mean protect sex workers. It means end fucking demand. And that's what they're doing. So, all right. That is all I have for Swapcast for now. Let me get out of here. I have some other stuff to record for the Black Podcast, which you should listen to. Get your news and updates and whatnot. Um, Be as safe as possible, please. Do something nice for yourself. Do something nice for someone else. Try to make the world a better place, okay? And also, listen to sex workers. Okay? Okay. All right. I'm out of here, y'all.